What is up, everybody? Welcome to Mongols, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. I am Mike. With me here we have Josh, Liz, Justin, Steve, and Kev. It is our prediction show. We literally have the Hounds' first game of the season this weekend. So this is when we sit around and we talk about what we think we're going to see. So first of all, how's everybody doing? Everybody answer at the same time. Go. It's fantastic. Awesome. This is great listening entertainment. (laughs) Um, I mean, to get like right into the hound stuff, Steve, you've sort of been our our eyes and ears at a lot of these games. What uh, just give us like a little nugget. Like, what have you seen that you're just like salivating over heading into the season? Uh, So I I think two big takeaways. Uh, I think we will have such an exciting offense to watch. Um, I'll say this past weekend against uh, West Virginia, sure, college team, but watching uh, uh, Cicerone and Dixon and Kenny uh, trying to get balls into Dane Kelly was just a treat. Um, and even at times when uh, it wasn't going to Kelly, uh, him, his presence on the field uh, was just amazing. I mean, in one of the goals that they scored, he pulled the keeper out to the side of the 18-yard box. Uh, and then uh, it eventually cycled through a couple players, got to Cicerone, who was able to just knock it home. Beautiful goal like that. Um, the other big takeaway, I mean, I uh, really appreciated what uh, Visser said uh, a couple weeks ago when he talked about the young players coming in out of college. Um, a lot of these guys look really, really strong. Uh, the one for me that I think has the highest ceiling out of all of them is Arturo Ordonez. Um he may not get there, but what I've seen from him this preseason, uh, every bit as uh, much potential to reach uh, almost Joe Green's span heights of center back quality. Not there yet, but he, he's got he's got a lot of tools that I think give him the ability to to be one of the best defenders we've seen in a while. That's awesome. I mean, I think that's that's one of the things that you know to sort of follow up on Visser's comment. I think that's been surprising is I think the team's depth. And we'll see how that plays out over the season. But there have been guys that, and I think this happens every year, there have been guys that you see that we sign and you're like, oh, like automatic starter. And then you watch some of these preseason games and you're like, why haven't I heard this person's name yet? And it's because there's other guys getting minutes in front of them. Um, So I think it'll be very interesting. Yeah, I've changed my predicted 11 for for this Saturday about eight times uh, over the preseason. And we've had, what, eight preseason games? Um, Just... Had you asked me a couple of weeks ago, uh, Kelly Rosales, bang on starter. I haven't really seen that much of him lately, but I'm still really impressed with him, right? So I think like that ability to have that depth where any one of these guys could be a starter uh, almost any week is really exciting. Yeah. Uh, real quick, Kev, who's the name on the back of that jersey there? What are you wearing? As he turns around. Oh, it's it's a Mark Forrest jersey. That's oh, yeah. It, it's the older jersey. It's not a new jersey. <laughs> It's it's the old classic, the, the legend that is Mark Forrest. Be honest, is this the first time you've worn that thing in like three years? About yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every every oh, once in a while, throughout you know, since then I've pulled it out for a game, for a big game. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been in the closet. I feel like whenever I try to wear any team apparel, like I end up jinxing things for myself. Like, and that's like hounds. That's Villa. That's any, and like, I'm like, yeah, like I get really into it. And I put the Jersey on and the team plays terrible. So now I just like leave stuff in my drawer and I don't even bother. So Justin, how do you feel about that? That's all anyone cares about. Yeah. I know. Um, 
I mean, I, I'm I'm with you. I generally don't wear like team apparel on game days because I don't want something to be ruined for me. Like, so it's like if I'm coming to the game, maybe I'll wear team apparel more likely. But like at home, it's like I'm not gonna wear a jersey and then be like, oh, I can't wear this jersey anymore. They lost, so like <laughs> I just don't really wear it at home. Am I the only yeah. one here who doesn't have that problem? Like, I don't associate the look of the team with me wearing a jersey. Same. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's just I'm me. Just it is what it is. I wonder if it was because I didn't like, like I grew up watching football, but I wasn't super involved or I came to soccer late. I wonder if I was just missing that superstition, but no. Okay, cool. It's uh, yeah. I, it's a, it's a very weird thing, but it seems like whenever I get up for something, I'm like, yeah, it's really good. Like we're going to be dominant and like I wear the kit or whatever. And then like we, it ruins my day. So I'm like, I'm done. Um, so <laughs> Yeah, interesting. Well, um, guys, uh, you know, appreciate having everybody on the show tonight. Um, you know, Laura Ellen is is tending to uh, to her and Justin's daughter, so she will join us in a future show for sure. Um, but we like to get together and we do all of our predictions and we talk about what we're most excited about because we know everybody's super excited about the season starting. So we have a bunch of questions, and as we go through them, if those of you who are watching live, if you have responses to any of these questions you have any thoughts feel free to let us know in the chat and we'll uh, we'll throw them up on the screen and we'll talk about uh maybe some of your thoughts as well so let's get started i guess so the first thing you know it, this isn't even really a question um i think steve you brought this up earlier but the hounds are unbeaten this preseason and i don't know if that's happened before um definitely not in this style where we've like played high competition USL teams and not just like college teams and USL two teams. So the fact that, you know, we played Loudon and Indy and Louisville and basically came away with the equivalent of seven points out of that is pretty good. It's the preseason. I know, but in terms of sort of setting the bar for, for this team, it gets me kind of excited. So, um, I don't know. Any thoughts on a perfect preseason? We we have this discussion every year where we're like, should we care? Should we not care? I, I mean, Josh, how are you feeling about it? It's one of those things where I feel like you're you're kind of damned no matter what if you're the Hounds because if you do good, people are just going to say it's preseason. Who cares? If you don't do good, if like one of those college teams wrecked us, people would be like, what the heck's going on with the hounds? You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I, I get people are like, it's preseason. Don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. But like, especially these last couple of games at that point, we pretty much have our team. It's not like we're just like trying out a bunch of trialists uh, for every game. Mm -hmm. It's, it's mostly our actual squad. So I do think they are important. And I do think games against higher, you know, class opponents like Louie, Indy, that kind of stuff are important. And, you know, that Louis game, like people, they were after the ball. Like it was, it was like a real legit people were, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> throwing in fouls were happening. Like it, it was a game. So I, I do think we should put more stock in those games than sometimes we allow ourselves to. Justin, when you see that, you know, we beat Pitt in West Virginia by a combined score of 11 to one, like, does that mean anything to you? Or are you just like, okay, we beat the college teams like we were supposed to like, let's move on. I, yeah, I mean, it's sort of similar to me, like when when a team plays a lower division squad in a in a like in a cup, you know, whatever it is, U.S. Open Cup or whatever, like that's what you expect. And like, so it's a good sign to me that the Hounds like 
can put 11 goals past two college teams. And I think like, like okay, great. You know, like it, we're doing what we're supposed to do. Um, now it's like, can we take that and translate it against a higher quality opponent? I don't know, maybe. But it, it's like, can you beat bad teams? Good. Like, you know, it's like we're starting, you know, not that not that Pitt and West Virginia are bad teams, but I think, you know, anytime you face a lower division team of any sort, like you should beat them decently soundly. I don't know. And so for me, I think like it's a good sign that we're getting there. But like, does that translate? I don't I don't know. But it's a positive sign. Fair enough. Um all right, let's get into the predictions because I feel like we could spend a lot of time talking about all this stuff. So, Kev, I'm going to start with you. I'm going to give you probably one of the more difficult ones. What oh, is? Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Um, brotherly love. What is the biggest question for you heading into this season? So, it's not a relax. It, so, you know, from where you are. If the Hounds, you know, don't go all the way or even, you know, make the playoffs, what do you think the the issue will be? Um, or just what are you most unsure about heading into 2022? I mean, I'll, I don't know. Obviously, there's a lot of answers. Um, I'll say just because there's so much attention and spotlight around Kelly, um, you know, I, I said before how, like, still it's a great signing he's gonna score goals blah 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 blah. um but i mean the the point the point in his career that he's at the fact that what i think he had a hamstring um he's had some hamstring issues um of late uh and in in the past year or so um I think in, in the back of my mind, I'm saying, okay, well, he's he's guaranteed ten goals on top of whatever C- Cicerone and Dixon will, will do. I think you could see a scenario where I mean, it's it's not another question where like, like when when Ronaldo came into United at the beginning of the season, I was like, he's content, he's a contender for like Golden Boot, he's going to propel United to all the and it like it's not working out that way, even though he's Ronaldo. I mean, in a in a in an analogous way, you know, Kelly is is so proven in the league and blah blah blah. But the, I mean, there there is a world where he comes here and and you know doesn't light it up, underperforms, doesn't click, doesn't mesh with this team, doesn't fit well in the city. Just and is just kind of off. Maybe he has more injury problems, and it ends up be, being kind of a wash. So I think if if you know if. I think the core group of players that we have, as well as you know, building on everything that Lily has done last season, like that's that's pretty solid and, and expected of what we can do. But I think maybe potentially the wild card that pushes us over either into you know very very top of of the conference and, and pushing deep into the playoffs, or kind of just having another season like we had last season could be you know the difference between Kelly and whether or not he he shows up and and is the Kelly that that he has been throughout his career or, you know, starts to transition into like a twilight port part of his career. Okay. I'm going to go. So do you, or do you not think he's getting 10 goals this season? I am very confused by that. <laughs> I'm saying like, I just like, I would have guessed that, you know, Ronaldo gets 20 goals for United this, this season. I would guess that Dan- uh, Kelly gets 10 goals this season for the Riverhounds. Okay. But I'm just, like I'm just saying like that I, stuff I think... feels like 
that's not a yes or no. You could oh, yeah. just, just repeating you his same words again. Was doing <laughs> it. I get it. I'm no, just saying, I, I think the likelihood is more than not that he will. All right, yeah. Kev, I, I Kev the so. over <laughs> under is at nine and a half. Are you taking the over or the under? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm taking the over. Like, I'm, okay. I'm, all right. But, Good. like, I'm just saying, like, that, that's what could be the, you know. I mean, the, the question I, was, what is your biggest question this year? And he is saying the question is, will Dean Kelly perform like we all expect him to? This is why That's I the like question. That. that was his question halfway through his answer. That was not his beginning question. <laughs> I got your thesis state. Or, you know, it's fine. I got it. Thank you. I'm, I'm going to go clockwise as I see it. Steve, what's uh, what's your biggest question heading into the season? Uh, there's one position on the field that is just still a big unknown, and that's the goalkeepers. Um, so uh, we've got Kevin Silva, who played, what, 10 games for TFC2 uh, at one point? Was that last year? Um, so playing down uh, down division, um, like not a proven goalkeeper, um, uh, has looked pretty good, uh, but just don't know what to expect long-term from uh, him or, or Chase Fossich. Um, and so with that in mind, right, like it's a Bob Lilly team where keepers tend to come out of nowhere and be good keepers. I'm not yet convinced either one of these guys is going to be a Kyle Morton or Danny Vitiello uh, keeper, um, but I think they're going to be good enough and I think our defense is going to be better, so I'm less concerned about it. That's fair. Liz, what's your biggest question mark heading into the season? Um, will the home opener be 50 degrees or 20 degrees? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to get answered pretty quickly. So we'll yeah. know soon. And um, if we're going to get ball boys, ball children back, ha- are they prepared? Because it's been like so long. And so it's going to be a whole new group of young children and have they prepared them in any way for the steel army? Because we're a lot. <laughs> well, so we got some uh, unofficial Ooh. official word last week <laughs> that apparently they're still waiting on like finalized stuff, but the goal is with COVID and everything that ball boys will be back and potentially Great. stuff on the field after the game might be back as well. So we talked to Grubba after the fact and he was like, oh, I wish you would have asked me on the show because I would have totally said that. So I feel vindicated in saying that now. Um, I mean, they handed it stuff on the field afterwards, which is great. You know, I'm super excited for that full 90s way easier when I have a whole new pool of people uh, to hunt down each week and lure in with stickers. But um, yeah, I mean... I don't know. Everything, it's just, how's it going to go? Are we going to wait 10 games to get excited? Or are we going to be excited or what, right away? You guys have been excited. You've been in a 15 since, you know, day two. How, how long before we 15. start saying Lily out, right? Like, that's is that where we're at? Yeah. How are dare we, you? Are we bringing back the pound puppies? Are they going to put oh, up boy. dumb signs? Um, I mean, I don't really have substantial questions. I'm not good at this part. You just like gave us like three answers. What do you mean you're not good at this part? I, well, but they're not substantial. They're just, you know, <laughs> they're flippant. That's fine. I'm the entertainment Josh, what, here, guys. What about you, Josh? I mean, mine's more towards the uh, direction of Steve's. Ever mine's essentially just our defense in general. Like, I, I don't even think it's just a keeper situation. It's just the defense. And honestly, it's not a like super super concern question for me. It's not like I think our defense is going to suck. I just think it's going to be the most untested thing that we have, or the 
right now it's the hardest to pin down if it's going to be crap or okay or good. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I just have a lot of questions about how many goals we're going to be letting in this season, which is weird to say about a Lily team, but I feel like a Lily team has evolved over the last couple of years, especially. And right now we're looking at the strongest offense I've seen in a Lily team. And I'm expecting goals, goals, goals. Whereas I've never really thought about that with the LA team. And meanwhile, the defense part of it, I'm like, I don't know. We might be kind of weak in the defense area. So that's the question I have. That's fair. Justin? Yeah, I mean, for... I mean, (laughs) it's funny that you say that, Steve, about, like, you know, we don't have a Kyle Morton, Danny Vidiello. Like, Danny Vidiello wasn't Danny Vidiello when he came here. I mean, the dude was the third string keeper for Nashville. And so, like... I, I just don't, I'm not concerned. I've just resigned myself to the fact that I'm not going to be concerned about the keepers anymore because we're not going to ever sign a keeper that's good coming in. Um, and so we'll see what happens. But my my question is just more around Lily. And I'm not, I'm not a Lily out. I, I want Lily to be around. Uh, but the question for me is like, can we, can we get over the hump, you know? And like, can we get into the final? Can we get... Um, you know, past the Eastern, you know, like it, it, it's just like we've had this high set of expectations. You know, Birmingham comes to town, we wipe them off the field way too easily, um, you know, and then we lose the next week. And 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 so I think like it's just a to me, it's just like can we actually do it? You know, and I think this team is set up well to do it. I mean, I think the defense is a little bit of a question, but. It's a Lily team, so I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if we're still one of the top defenses in the league. Um, and it's like we seem to have the attacking prowess that we need this year. And so it's like, can we just get it done this year? And can we can we kind of ascend to the heights? And so I think, like, that's my question is, like, is Lily going to be able to do that? And I think, like, it's not a – I'm going to get to midseason and be like, oh, Lily out because he's not getting us there. But I think, like, that's my big question. Of like it's been four years or whatever it's been now, and like we haven't got over that hump yet. Yeah, Mike, that's fair. What's your question. Oh, um, well, hold on, real quick. So just to to play off the whole Lily out thing, uh, the Hounds shared some stats today. The Hounds are one of just three teams uh, who have qualified for the USL Championship playoffs in each of the past four seasons. So there's us, Louisville, and Phoenix. Those are the only three teams. So since Lily has been here. We're one of three teams that have done it. Um, my yes, biggest I, question, I, I, and I'm not saying we're there yet, but you know, by the end, Arsenal fans were calling for Wenger's head. So, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think that my question is just like I want to. I just want to see it on the field. Like I want to see like the first three games, and then I'll be like, okay, because. There's all this talk of all these young players. We know that we're returning the center back core that we had last year that we all had questions about. Like, I think that when we brought back the core that we did, a lot of us were like, huh? Like, when you look at everybody else. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see what a lot of these young guys will do because there's a lot of hype around them. But at the same time, there's a lot of other players in front of them. So I really just kind of want to get into the first few games and get a feel for what this team actually is. Because there's always the first game where, like, you win, and it's like, okay, is that actually who we are? And then you get to the second game, and you're like, ah, we lost. So which team are we? And so if we're consistent over the first few games, I think that's when I'll get really hyped and and get excited about things. Can we go back to Justin now that you've answered? 
So I have a question. If you're not sure. Lily out, I'm sorry, I'm taking over. If you're, you're fine. not Lily out, and like I agree, like we all want to get over the hump and everything else, but is there do you think that there is another coach that you've seen or that could possibly come in and get get us over that hump faster or are we okay with like consistent like if we got these same results even if we're out in the first one or two rounds of the playoffs for the next three years it's not going to happen right but let's say it does I, are we really upset about that like how upset are we about that i think this is a huge question with like the, the coaching options that you have in the usl do you switch I'm, out for someone where you're like oh well we didn't even make playoffs then or do we give them a longer grace period no, I, th- I mean, I think that's a great that's a great question. And it like looking all over, not even the soccer world, but the sports world in general. Um, I think what's interesting is just like those are the type. I mean, those are the types of questions you have to ask. I, I think it's interesting mm-hmm. when fans anytime, you know, you talk about, um, you know, you talk about quarterbacks in football, you know, people all the time. Like, oh, I hate my quarterback. I wish this quarterback would retire. I'm like, well, what's your alternative? You yeah. want the journeyman guy who doesn't mm-hmm. put up numbers or you want your quarterback who has some flaws but you know whatever and i think so for me i think you you know in in coaching i think you have one of two routes really and one is like you take the proven track record which is you know you take the bob lilies of the world who have a proven track record or you go get the young upstart coach who seems to be doing good things but doesn't have the proven track record and I think that when you're a team like the Riverhounds, you have to take, you know, those are your two options. And it's a risk to take the young upstart because at that point, then you're like, okay, well, if they fail, then all of a sudden we're back where we started five years ago, where we're middle of the table and hoping to make the playoffs. Or you keep going with Bob Lilly and you say, okay, we're going to make the playoffs every year, but can we have one year? <laughs> you know, can we have that one year where we get over the hump? And so I think that's, it's interesting and it's playing out everywhere. I mean, I think that's the whole that's the whole thing with Leeds United right now. You know, they swapped out, you know, Bielza, who is a proven track record coach, has had success, gets stuff done, and they switched him out for Jesse Marsh, who is a young upstart coach who seems to have success, but doesn't have a proven track record. Um, and so I think it's just interesting, you know, how how you do that. And so for me, like I think we get to the end of the season, we have another first second round playoff exit i'm not calling for lily's head yet um i think you kind of look at the issues and you hope he's addressing the issues you know if the issue is goalkeeper maybe we do bring in a bigger name goalkeeper next year i don't know but like i think you have to hope he's going to address the issues um and if the issue is truly coaching then i think we have to take a look at that but for me it's not going to be automatically oh we went out first round so lily out you know not going to be that i was just curious sorry yeah, I, I, get, I guess I just get mystified by even the thought of Lily out at this point because we went from from being a Hounds team that was not competitive into the playoffs to all of a sudden we're one of three teams that has made the playoffs in the past four years. And if you look at the other two teams that have done that, they're teams whose organizational structure uh, has much less riding on the coach. 
Um, I mean, you look at like Louisville, right? James O'Connor, John Hackworth, and now Danny Cruz, right? But if you look at the players and so much of that, like they've built consistency across mm -hmm. those managers with a lot of their players because they've got someone in charge of soccer operations. Whereas with Bob Lilly, Bob Lilly is not just a great head coach in the USL level. He's a great soccer operations guy who's able to identify the players that can come in and make a difference. And he's doing that. And I think we are starting to see a little bit of a difference that the, the organization is starting to change quite a bit. And I think Dane Kelly is evidence of that, that from some of the conversations I was having with some people on the uh, in, in behind the scenes of the team, uh, that was a Tuffy-led initiative, that he went to Bob and said, is this somebody you want? I'll open the pocketbook to make this happen if this is somebody we can get. Um, so Tuffy was on board with that. And sounds like he was willing to spend some money to bring Dane Kelly in, right? So I think that started to change as well as the team with Vic coming in, focusing on bringing in more revenue outside of the ticket sales type things. Um, the team's looking to spend more and be more competitive. And if you give Bob Lilly a lot more money over the next five years, that's scary, I think, what he can do. Yeah, I think well, I'm way more consistency over Lilly out. Yeah, I, and I think, too, if you also look at, at the past four years under Lily, I think, to Justin's point, we haven't been stagnant. Like, the end result might be similar, like we make the playoffs, but the style in which we do it has changed every year. So it went from being, like, super defensive mm -hmm. to last year him running his, like, 3-6-1 or whatever it was. Um, and so he is evolving with the league in a way that, you might have other coaches that you bring in that they have sort of this one idea. And if that idea fails, they're like, well, now we're done. And so I think that's one of the things that I mentioned sort of excites me about this team is it just seems like we're so deep. And so what is Lily going to do this year in terms of like trying to get these guys on the field? Mm -hmm. And it's, I, it's totally going to be a lot of the, the matchup based stuff that we saw a few years ago where, you know, we, we go in and we're playing players out of position that we think is crazy, but that's leading to two or three goals. And we're like, Lily's a genius. So I think it's just going to take time. But um, yeah, um, while, while we were sort of going down that rabbit hole, Bill Gordon sent in a prediction. He said that he thinks that Kelly and Ciceroni will each get 10 goals. Dixon gets eight and Griffin gets at least seven. Are those realistic? Justin, did I see like <laughs> shaking your head like nah, that's a little much? Griffin's not getting seven. He's a defensive midfielder. He, you know, he might have, he might, I might, I would, uh, they got some tricks I up might their not stage, be, Justin. I might not be surprised with seven assists out of Griffin, but seven goals, I'd be shocked. What if we, what if we switch Griffin for Kenny? Does that then feel more like a, like a fair statement? Oh, yeah, 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 maybe. <laughs> That's yeah. Sure. That's a lot. Thanks, Bill. All right, let's uh, let's keep this thing rolling. So, um, Steve, I'm going to start with you on this one. I'm just going to keep like rotating around. Uh, what player are you most excited to see this year? Uh, I, I'm really looking forward to see what Alex Dixon does this year. Um, I think he's going to be involved a lot uh, because now he's got two targets uh, to get the ball to. Um, and my biggest question uh is he's going to have 10 of something this year. Is he going to have 10 assists and 10 goals? 10 goals before 10 assists, right? Like, it, it's just like, where are the stats going to come from from him? He's going to be involved in a lot, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how he contributes to the offense. And I think he's going to be playing in that uh, 
wing back role. So he's going to be tracking back a lot. He's going to be moving a lot. He's been a fun, fun player to watch last season. He's been fun to watch this preseason. And yeah, I, I just can't wait to see what he looks like at the end of the season. For sure. Liz? For no reason whatsoever, with no evidence, just because I'm going off of a whim. I'm going to say Jelani Peters. I think he's going to hold down the defense and he's going to build what we need to keep it under a goal per game as an average. Um, And you guys will all be singing his praises by game seven. I love the shot for a defender. Josh? That's what it is. Um. Okay. Wyatt Borso is interesting to me just because I, I want to see where that goes. The hometown boy thing. Well, kind of, you know, uh, the it's not really a hometown. What would you call it? Just the the from the academy. So academy yeah. kid. The yeah. academy kid. Yeah, that works. That's that's good, I guess. Maybe homegrown. <laughs> homegrown. That would that homegrown. works too. Yeah. So yeah, I, I feel like that's gonna be interesting, <laughs> but I also don't think we're gonna see much of them. So that might be kind of a pointless shout because it, it it's gonna be really hard to break in there. Um, and then Toby Sims is my other one, just because younger player, a lot of fire, a lot of passion, and it's been fun to watch him uh, just in preseason so far. Yeah, Justin. Uh, my real answer, because it's always my answer when I turn on a Riverhounds game, is Danny Griffin. But um, I think, I mean, I'm excited about our like secondary attack. Really, actually. Because I think a team, if you're a team playing the Riverhounds this year and you've got to deal with Cicerone Dixon and uh, Kelly for 80, 75, 80 minutes, and then we bring on a Yang and Dequa, I, I don't know, man. I would hate that if I was an opposing <laughs> defender. For sure. Kev? I mean, I didn't think Kelly would make it without being said back to me. But, I mean, I'm excited to see Kelly, I, but I, my my other answer with some expecting someone to pick him, um, I don't, I'm I'm kind of excited about Kelly Rosales um, because I think I don't know at least in my in my view the past few seasons we've either been pretty young or pretty old in the midfield and he he's coming in at an age range and at an experience range that's kind of in his prime, especially for, for that position. So to see someone with the energy and the, you know, the head of, of, you know, an experienced potentially at his peak player in the midfield, I think, you know, yeah, it it gives that much more support to Kenny and it gives that much more mentorship to the likes of Danny Griffin. So I think, I think he could be pretty integral. Um, and from the few times, you know, remembering when we came up against him last season. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was impressive to watch. So I think, uh, I think in my head, at least I'm like, okay, like, yeah, Dane Kelly, he's going to be up there. He's going to be like putting shots on that. And that'd be cool. But I think a, a lot could be happening um, around Kelly Rosales. Our buddy, uh, John Battersby said Sims, he's a Nottingham, England lad, going to be outstanding on defense. Thanks, John. Hope all's well with you. Um, I think that my pick is going to be Roby. Um, I think we've talked about him the past few years mm-hmm. as just sort of this under-the-radar kind of guy, and then you sort of see in these preseason games, they have him playing as one of the three in midfield and then also sliding out wide. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I sort of joked last year that if he sticks around, he could be like the new Ryan James. And I think this is just a case Mm -hmm. of where the longer he's with Lily, the more we're going to see him in that utility role, just doing everything. 
And so, I mean, it was clear that he has like a few years of growing to do, but now we're in like that third year with Lily and uh, it might be fourth, third year with Lily. Um, I, I think this could be the year that he just sort of takes off. He, he might be one of those names that's like automatic 11 and it's just where is he going to be kind of like an Alex Dixon. It's just like you don't know where they're going to put him, but you know that he's going to serve some sort of function and just be awesome. Yeah. So. You, you said Alex Dixon there and following up on what Steve said about Alex Dixon. I, w- I will say like from that picture that was tweeted out in the Riverhounds account recently or whatever, like Dixon looking as cool as like Tom Cruise <laughs> Top Gun. Like, he was just, just so cool. I was like, yeah, all right, I'm on. I'm ready. So yeah, he, he looks really cool. Was that the peace sign picture? <laughs> I think I so. Think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, we already clipped that in the Discord and it's already <laughs> a, an emoji in our <laughs> right away. Guys, so what uh, what games do you have circled on your calendar? So obviously, big season this year. The past few years, we've sort of been playing in our little micro division thing. We are now back playing with the entire East Coast. We've got teams we're playing on the West Coast as well. We're going to be all over the place. Louie, Indy, everybody's back. Liz, for you, what is what what game are you looking at and you're just totally pumped for? I mean, they got rid of 4th of July, so it's just every game. Like, I like soccer. <laughs> Fair I enough. I go, I do my thing. I, I'm really upset about 4th of July. I don't understand why we don't have that. Um, if anyone's listening, bring it back. Bring it back. I saw uh, you, uh, what, did you make a Sam's Club trip? Is that where you got all the chips and stuff for walking oh, tacos? Oh, yeah, we from? have to start for walking tacos. We're actually having a chili cook-off for the home opener as opposed to just me making chili. So we have four different people making four different chilies at this time. Um, oh, dang. All the All the accoutrement for walking tacos. And we will, man. Yeah. I was gonna say, <laughs> bring it. You're taking this list to a level we're bring not some at. To the podcast, yeah. Uh, and um, we'll start at noon, so don't worry. The class will be gone real quick. Um, we drink a lot. <laughs> Josh. So originally, I was going to say the Detroit home game because I think it's going to be really interesting for that game. A lot of energy from Detroit. Um, the new club in the league and they have a huge fan base and I got a feeling like they're going to travel and it's something we don't really get a lot being in Pittsburgh is a, a, a heavily traveled away team just because we're kind of so far away from everyone um, that just doesn't happen. Um, so for the atmosphere, I'm, I'm going for that game. I'm hoping it's an easy game to win though as well, because I don't think Detroit's going to be good. I'm calling it now. Uh, but uh, I do think, Another interesting game is going to be the Louisville game. Um, it is September 10th, so it's later in the season. That time's so, you know it's going to be really every point matters. And playing Louis, that's going to be a team that was probably also going to be fighting mm-hmm. for the top. So it's that's that's going to be a fun game. It's going to be a really intense game. So those are my two biggest games I'm looking forward to. Louisville travels okay. Yeah, they do. They're fun. I like yeah. Louisville in the parking lot. They are they are good friends in the parking lot and great enemies in the stands. They bring whiskey. They're great. Also that. <laughs> Justin. Yeah, I've got I've got two. Uh, so one would be Saturday, July 16th away at New Mexico United. The other would be October 9th away at Sacramento Republic. And I think those are just two big games. I mean, they're on the road, big crowds, mm-hmm. hostile crowds. Nico Brett on the other team in New Mexico. You know, I think those are just big, those are just big games. And I think mm-hmm. like 
their, you know, their games against good teams, um, you know, and I think it's it's a totally different environment. It's not it's not our little high mark stadium, you know. It's big crowds um, with you know big energy and all that kind of stuff, and it's and it's all the way across the country. So I think that those are just it'll be interesting to see how the team responds um, to those games more specifically. And you know, you get your test Louisville and Indy, but I think like it's just interesting having to go all the way across the country. I'll say there are a few uh, fans traveling out for the Las Vegas game, so. There will be a couple people in that chaos. Kev? I think for the timing of the away game at Louisville, um, April 30th, it's nine games into the season. So I think by then our feet should be under us. Um, You know, we would have had our historic slow start under Lily, hopefully behind us. And I think going away to Louisville – you know, interconference rival uh, being a good barometer for for what we're going to do this season. So, I th- I mean, I I usually will pick Louisville um, just because I to me they're the they're the most interesting game every year, um, and I want to see how we measure up to them. But but especially this year, I think for for where that away game fits into our into our schedule, I think it'll be you know I think it'll be the first time where I kind of. I, you know, I usually, especially in the beginning of the season, they kind of get a pass for me and I'm like, okay, whatever. But, you know, that'll be, I think, the, the first big test uh, of the season. Steve? So games not already mentioned and not just saying every home game, because I'm really excited. Like, just like going to Highmark is a lot of fun. Uh, the Detroit away trip, like really looking forward to that. But the other big one that I'm really interested in is uh, September 24th when uh, the defending champs in Orange County come to us. Um, so we can talk about, right, what it's like to play Louisville, what it's like to play Miami, what it's like to play Tampa Bay. But to get a really good team, hopefully they're still really good, uh, that we don't see or haven't tended to see year in and year out, um, and get to play them at home. Um, I just think that's a, that's a fun and unique thing to do. Um, and Hey, maybe we beat them. And then, you know, another bragging rights that look Tampa Bay, you can't beat them, but we can. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough stretch of the season too. looking at mm-hmm. four the last four games of the season mm-hmm. being all against Western conference teams. So you're not yep. making anything like no matter your result, you're not making like, you're not helping yourself at all in the conference. Like mm-hmm. you, yeah, we've got to be in a good spot before we hit that four game stretch. And so that being the first of those four games, I think is like important. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I chose Wednesday, July 6th, which is home against Indy just because we love to hate Indy and like to have them back at Highmark, no pasher. Like I just want to just rub their faces in that Highmark turf Drink. and just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I blew it. My bad. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, so that's that's my shout there. Next question, and this is sort of a big open-ended one. Um, and Josh, we'll sort of start with you and work our way around. Um, but the question is: is what is your bar for happiness with this team this year? So, I think in the past we've asked the question of like how far do you think the hells will go? We almost all go, Oh, we're going to the championship. And like, there's nothing interesting about that. I think we all sort of think that. So in your mind, uh, what, what needs to happen for you to think that this is a successful year from Josh's standpoint? He's, 
Yeah, I, I would say Eastern Conference final. Like, I, I really feel like we have to get farther in the playoffs. I can't keep on getting out in the first couple of games. Like, I want to see us in the final. I want to see us win, obviously, all of it. But, like, just getting a final, like, Eastern Conference mm-hmm. final, but I would rather have the final final. But just having that would be huge. So that that's my bar. It's, it's, yeah. it's really high. It is. But I, I feel like it's kind of like, I'm going to feel like we're just stagnant if we don't get that. Justin? Um, I think you made this question harder by asking. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I think you made it harder this way. I think, like, for for me, because, like, um, I mean, when we get back to the end of the season, I would be very similar to Josh. I mean, I think we need to get to Eastern Conference Bonner. We need to, you know, if, and, and so I'm looking over it. If I'm looking over the course of, uh, you know, the season and trying to trying to measure success over the season. I mean, for me, like I would, I would like to see um, just even on an individual game level, like more comfortable wins, you know, and like, I think there's times over the last four years, like where we've struggled against teams we probably shouldn't struggle against. Mm-hmm. And I think like, so I would like to see some more like three, nothing kind of, Three nothing in the first half, and we just kind of coast through the second half of the game, type games um, that you know translate into some more subs and resting some guys, and all of that leads to more success down the road. Mm-hmm. And so, I would just like to see us like with some more comfortable wins over the course of the season. And I think if we can do that, then I think that'll lead to the success at the end of the season. That's fair, Kev. Uh, yeah, I think like. Justin's more success down the road is like the answer for me too as well. It's it's getting in the playoffs, it's doing all that kind of stuff. But my like kind of emotional kind of like heart gut answer to this, I just like I just want this season to be kind of ridiculous and just like and just have it to be like a laugh. I want four three games. I want like I want us to be the high scoring uh, highest scoring team in the Eastern Conference. You know, I want I want 10 12 goals for all our four. You know, I just I don't care if we're letting in goals like we have nothing back there. But you know, if we're if we're if we're like playing games four three, it's a tennis match, it's a basketball game. It's gonna be great. When did you that. join Team Chaos? Crazy <laughs> 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 fun times. <laughs> Kevin Kevin has always been Team Chaos, Liz. Oh, just, okay. okay. Yeah, that's fine. Steve. Uh, <clears throat> so, kind of similar to what both uh, Josh and Justin had said. Um, uh, the comfortability. Um, but for me, it's, you know what, if we go out in the first round of the playoffs, but it's because we played really well and the other team played just as well and we got beat by a good team, like, like I can't be upset. I'll be disappointed for sure, right? Like, like I'll be frustrated. But for, for me, it's not going into the playoffs and losing a game where it's like, we can beat this team and we should have beat this team, right? Like when we lost to Louisville a couple of years ago, it was like, wh- why did we lose this game? This is not a game we should have lost the way we played. That for me is is the biggest difference. It's winning the games or at least competing in those games. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I like what Kevin said too. Um, I, yeah, just give me a fun season. Give me give me lots of goals. I'll take that crazy fun times. Um, unless we are like just doing poorly, that that's when I get unhappy. Um, and it's it's in those games that it doesn't have to be a three zero first half for me but it has to be we get the first goal and i'm not sitting there 
feeling nervous that the other team's going to score and we're not going to get the points. Like, like that for me is where the comfortability sets in. And I think we have the potential to do that this season. That's fair. Liz. Uh, okay. So steel army goal is that on a Wednesday we do boom, boom clap so loud that someone posts about it on Reddit that they heard it up in Mount Washington. Cause I love seeing those posts crack me up. <laughs> People are very confused. Um, but for the team, I think that I, expect us to be back in the running for golden glove. If we don't have the attack and the defense, we're not going to be able to meet any of these other, these other requirements. So um, we have lots of forwards. I don't know where, you know, golden boots going, but I expect to be back in the running for golden glove. I feel like, like that is a good point. Like if you said by Thank the end you. of the year, I was gonna say, if, if, you, if you said if you said by the end of the year like you know the golden glove winner it would is going to be for the hounds like that put like i think with the forwards we have and the team we have like that means i think a lot of other good things are happening if if we if we get the golden glove yeah i i i have two I think one is when when we go to a game. I'd love if Vic was the one serving us cotton candy. Like that would be like that would make me so happy if I like went up Could to the happen. line and he was there, and I'd be like Vic. Um, so that would be cool. I'd be really happy about that. I think um, I think if we win the Eastern Conference, like I, not to me, the playoffs are such a variable thing that like I'd love to put all this stock in it. But I think if if we win the Eastern conference and, you know, we have Tampa and Louisville sitting beneath us at the end of the season, knowing that we've had to play them all twice and we've had to travel out West and all of that, then I can't, regardless of what happens in the playoffs, I can't argue with, with, you know, this team being a success. Um, just because like I said, the playoffs are so fl- We made the playoffs and then couldn't even play last year. So like, it's, it's such a crap shoot. Success um, is not getting COVID during playoffs. I, this is this is very true. Um, That'd be neat. That'd be neat. I mean, I think it seems good. probable. Yeah, I think your I think your question's hard, Mike, because uh, in in some sense, like sports happiness is derived from success, right? So, like, I, like yes, you can look back at the end of the season and say, "Oh, I'm so happy with the season." But you know there was ten Friday Saturday nights where you left the stadium pissed because yeah. the team lost or didn't play yeah. well or like whatever or drew a game that they shouldn't have drawn. And so I think like you know it's it's hard. You know I I want more happiness on a weekly basis. <laughs> you know, and then you get to the end of the season, you go, hey, like the this the season was a success. You know, and so I think that that's my thing is like it's hard to like look and go, okay, what would, what's my bar for happiness? Well, my bar for happiness is that I go to bed on Saturday night and go, Oh, that was so fun. Like, yeah. So what you're telling me, Justin, is our bar should be invincible. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying happiness is derived from each individual game. I don't ever look back at the end of the season and go, I'm so, I'm so happy with this season. It's, it's, I'm so happy with the last game because we won the last game and that was the final, you know, that's yeah. what it is. I think there is something to, there, there's a whole psychological thing that um, we could totally go down this rabbit hole, but I don't know if we have time. Um, just about the, the game day experience and what the play on the field, how that makes you feel. So I, I was literally just listening to a podcast today about Aston Villa. They won four nothing on the weekend, but the fans were talking about how the atmosphere in the stadium 
wasn't like as hyped as they thought it would be because it was like there was nothing to yell about. Like they got excited for the goals, but like when the game was no longer in doubt, like they weren't yelling at the ref. It was just kind of like, all right, we're going to coast on this one. So that almost makes me like lead back to Kevin's crazy four, three games where the, the adrenaline is pumping up and down and up and down and you leave the game like, whoo. And it just, those are the games you're gonna remember. We can't have that because I won't get golden gloves. So the thing I was gonna I was gonna jokingly follow up with what Justin was saying. I was like, you know, it's it's hard to derive happiness. It feels like it's hard to derive happiness from just being a general like sports fan now. Cause like I just I don't know. For me, it's just so much has shifted. I it's <laughs> I'm gonna get way too deep I think here. You guys like... are sporting wrong. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh. Okay. Worst. It, it just, it just feels like, yeah, it's like if you win, or I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I, my, I words. If, 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 like we win, like if your team wins. Lately, more and more, I I just feel like, oh, thank God we didn't lose. Like, and it's just, you just we had this a, conversation. And this is yeah. why I did not support Liverpool. Is because yeah. you're in this position <laughs> where you don't go into the game thinking we're gonna. I hope we win. You go in so thinking that's, I hope we don't lose. So I'm for personally, it's like okay, yeah, what what like what do I enjoy now? Like as a game, and it's just just success has made you jaded. You yeah, you just like. Yeah. Yeah, true. It's you true. need to I, come to more games, Kevin. Like seriously, not being involved in the atmosphere that's is true. really obviously detrimental to your mental health. That's so true. you need to come to more games I, to reappreciate yeah. soccer. It's not that long of a drive, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I want to have like, like one of the things that like my happiness is already there because of being in the environment yeah. and the number of people in the stands in preseason games against a college yeah. team that are heckling <laughs> the officials. Like, like that makes me happy. <laughs> I, this is, that, that's the thing for me, Kevin, is like, like, so when I was a Spurs fan, every time it, the Spurs won, it was like, ah, oh, man, thank God we didn't lose. Um, but now that I've been following Brighton more and have to, watch Laura Ellen cheer for Brighton. Um, <laughs> I think I think there's this thing of like you you can you can walk away from a, a loss happy in some yeah. sense of like yeah. oh my gosh like we actually competed against a team that we maybe not should have competed against or, or whatever. Um, and so I think like it's it's interesting for me of like the hounds I feel like the hounds have had so much success lately that like I, that's what I want is comfortable games because I get mad now when we draw a game that we shouldn't have drawn or we score a 90 minute goal to win a game that we should have won 20 minutes earlier than that. And I like, and I, and so I go to bed frustrated, you know? And so I feel like there's just like, a, there's, I want this season to be to, for there to be more games where I go to bed. Like that was fun. And like, I don't care whether it's five to three but we were two goals ahead the whole time, or if it's two nothing and you know, we just dominated from the start or whatever. I don't, I don't care, but I just want to go to bed and be like, Oh man, that was fun to watch sports. Yeah. Now I got it. And and two quick points. Like maybe we hit on like the golden PR move here for the hounds is like, you know, no matter what, if you show up to the game and enjoy that game day experience, you're going to have a great time. Like that's like, that's half of the enjoyment of being a fan. I think we sell a steel army. (laughs) 
Oh, crazy. Just, I, I don't care if it's a bad win. It's a win. I'm not here for this. I'm, I'm yeah. Like in the whole thing about the playoffs, like, you know, it's, it's a crap shoot. Let's go back to the Hounds stat that they, they brought up. Uh, the Hounds are one of three teams who have qualified for the ULS championship playoffs in the uh, past four seasons. And we're the only one that hasn't won one out of those three teams. Wow, Josh. This I'm is saying not where I want to end this I'm show. I'm just saying <laughs> we have to keep on building on our success. This, this and that's where we should year. be. This might be the year. <laughs> this might be the year. So like uh, so hold on real quick. So just to circle back, and then we gotta talk about the game this weekend. Um, because there's a game this weekend. Uh Steve, we've talked about sort of high flying, scoring, all of that. Um at the end of the season. Do we think that the Hounds will have averaged more than three goals a game? Or le- I know I'm supposed to say like three and a half. That's if crazy. I said it at three and a half, no. is it is it crazy? No. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's crazy. Um, two and a half. I mean, so okay, now now you're making me it. like like pull things up, right? Like, <laughs> like but look at stats, right? Like, conversations, um, the fact that you guys said no to all of that means you're going to be sad every week. <laughs> Your life sounds difficult. <laughs> all right, let's table this. We'll come back. We'll come back 50, to this. Fifty-two some other goals week. scored last year, right? So, um, that's a goal every fifty-five minutes. So that's under two goals a game. To add another goal a game over that i don't think we get that far but if we're scoring a goal every like 40 minutes and we're just over two goals a game like i think that's huge in terms of uh the season outcome right like there are going to be games where we're going to score one goal and we're going to win or we're going to have a tense finish and there are going to be games we're not going to win like it's just it's a competitive league but there are going to be games where we're going to score four or five goals at times. And um, and we're going to do that against good teams as well as uh, teams that we should be beating. That's fair. Um, guys, it all starts this weekend. Saturday, 7 p.m. in Memphis. Uh, Josh, there is a watch party. There yes. Two watch parties. There's two yeah. watch parties. Yeah. So the Steel Army has their official watch party um, at Bulldog Pub in Morningside. And then the Hounds are also going to have their watch party, which is at, I forgot the name of the place, Mike's? It's Mike's. Bar and yeah, Grill. Bar. Mike's Bar and Grill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Across from PNC Park. Yeah, yeah. So there's two watch parties. I mean, it's also going to be... Uh, the St. Paddy's yeah, Parade. Parade is that day. So it's going to be crazy out to begin with. Go to whichever one you can, whichever one <laughs> you feel more comfortable at. Um, I have no idea what the capacity is going to be like as far as these bars and how full they're going to be, but uh, just be aware it's going to be busy. So yeah. All right, let's do uh, let's do score predictions for the season opener. Justin, what are you what are you taking? What do I want to say versus what I think is actually going to happen? Uh, <laughs> One one draw on the road, and that's fine with me. I mean, it is what it is. It's his first game of the season on the road. One one draw. Kev, I was gonna say the same thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Steve, we're, oh, we're totally like, ending this show on a downer. It is. No, it's not a downer. It a, the, <laughs> they didn't. No way. We're gonna score, and we're gonna score a lot of goals against Memphis. Memphis is not ever that good. I don't think they got better this year. Like. 
they're not a good team. We're going to score four goals potentially this game. I'll, I'll be conservative. Uh, one to three hounds. Okay. Liz? I'm going to three nothing hounds, but nice. Josh? I was actually going to say two nothing hounds. So I, I, I feel like Memphis is not a great team. And yeah, I, this team is already a good team as far mm-hmm. as offense goes. And I feel like that's something we haven't seen in a while. And they're already scoring goals together. Yeah, I feel it. Mm-hmm. Justin, we say, just need to go off and have like a therapy session with ourselves. I think we're, we're both know, not enjoying we're, soccer. David, I think we're both might predicting need an one more. Therapist involved. Like, get a professional to help you. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go four one hounds. I think I think the, the team opens I love, it up. Wow. I love all of your worlds. This is great. Yeah, really. <laughs> this is what you get for being a Liverpool fan, man. Like it just Maybe. You've lost all hope. You've lost Maybe. all hope. It's just please don't lose. That's that's your mentality. So yep. I in some way I guess I pity you. Um that's what we think. I love it. Obviously, wow. let us know what you think. Um lots of content coming out this week. It sounds like Houndsy might have three shows coming out this week. So oh, when you're done listening to this, go listen to Houndsy. Uh, so a lot more stuff coming from the whole Steel Army crew. Uh well, that sure get them out. over five episodes. Or would that be yes. five episodes? That will get if them they, over. I, yeah, mm-hmm. that will get them over. So like, all right. So then they're done after that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I look. The more people that are talking, I mean, it's like having two watch parties. The more people that are talking about the hounds, the better. And talk and about I don't crazy feel, fun times. I, that's right. And like, I don't feel like I have to go back and listen to this past hour that we just spent talking about stuff because I lived it. So you know, I'll go listen to somebody else talk about the hounds. So by all means, I hope that all continues. Um. Well, thank you guys for all joining us tonight. Um, it's not very often that we get everybody together, minus Laura Allen. We'll get her in here um, in, a, in another show soon. But sounds like we got a lot of work on our hands coming up this season. We got to figure out how we're going to do all the coverage. Um, Steve, sounds like maybe you'll get down to a few practices. We'll see mm-hmm. what that means. And Liz, I think we're looking forward to the full 90 coming back. And the team wants to wants mm-hmm. to push a lot more interviews our way. So that might mean some more in-between shows where we're doing some previews and talking to some people and stuff like that. So if there's somebody you want us to talk to or, or something you want to hear, let us know. Because uh, I think we're all here for it. And uh, we'll see what we can do. But um, I will always does. do my best to make sure that we're not state media for the Hounds, though. Like, I always want to criticize people. So, like, I don't ever want to be in a situation where... No we're one's going to the... make you... Don't yeah. worry. It's fine. Have, no one's asking made you to be the official station. I was <laughs> saying, we, we have made it very clear that, like, we are here to criticize. And, and I've made that clear to Matt as well. Because he used to be, you know, a journalist. And he used to do the same thing. So he gets it. Um, you know, we're happy to talk to people. But we're also not just going to you know, whatever the, the, the team slogan is, that doesn't mean we have to carry it. So yeah, we've been critical in the past. We'll, we'll keep being critical. Um, Before we whoop. sign off, I do want to say John Battersby said that there is a play for Ukraine game on March 20th. So if anyone's interested, um, you can look into that. I would contact John. You've just volunteered yourself to be contacted. So um, <laughs> sorry, John. <laughs> I don't know if you get a play or if you're just going to go cheer, but I think it's worthwhile to mention. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, once again, thanks, everybody. Weekly reminder that Black Lives Matter. Um, we are proudly part of the Beautiful Game Network, which is home to more than 100 volunteer writers and podcasters covering, covering local soccer. Help us all keep doing what we're doing. Head to bgn.fm and click donate to help us cover our expenses. 
Thank you for your support. Otherwise, thanks, everybody. We will talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later. Bye, guys.